Hello and welcome to Caskets. The lateness of it all. Yeah, the lateness of it all. I apologise for the extreme delay. I managed to bang my head for the second time this year and I've been dealing with a pretty nasty concussion. I had planned to move on to a different country um, for this time that we we're going to review, but instead I declined and decided to rely on... I saw the invite and I said... Yeah, I, I, yeah unsubscribed, to be and honest. like, marked as red. We're doing a Scot Scotch whiskey distillery. It is going to be a new one, don't worry. It's not like we're just repeating old things, but I promise you... I should never promise, but I promise you, next time we will be moving on. Doubt it. However, like I say, we're going to be talking about something new today. And the distillery we're talking about is just about as far up on the Scottish mainland as you can get. It is Wolfburn. The place is called Wolfburn? The distillery is called Wolfburn. Oh, okay. I really love the name. Why? It tells a story. Oh, and there's a story behind it. They saw a wolf on fire? No. The current distillery actually dates back to 2011 when planning was first submitted. However, we do have to go even further back to 1821. Oh, not 1812. No, 1821. Blocked. <laughs> Unsubscribe. Uh, back in 1821, the original site of the first Wolfburn distillery, which was founded by William Smith. That's just apparently who founded it. I thought that was a pretty useful little bit of information. Mr. Old Bill, Bill Smith. Sounds old, like an alias. Old Billy Smith. Well, <laughs> yeah, it kind of is, isn't it? Unfortunately, no recipes, pictures or bottles have survived uh, the years. However, the distillery's foundations and some records still do. So there's no real proof. Well, there is actually, because mm. if in doubt, look for tax records. <laughs> they can be faked. But apparently in 1826, which is also the year Glendronach was founded... Whoa. Which is just another distillery in Scotland. It's just one of those random years that sticks in my head. There are records of the distillery producing 28,056 gallons of proof spirit, which equates to about 125,000 litres today. Thank you for putting it into litres, because yeah. I was like... <laughs> By the way, autocorrect doesn't understand my abbreviation of litres. Litres. <laughs> it doesn't like my abbreviation of bottles as well later on, but... This isn't like how you spell unfortunately either. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that one that one is wrong, I know. I was rushing. <laughs> the distillery's name is not an insult towards wolves. Well, why would it be? Because it's a burn. It's a sick burn. It's a wolf burn. As it turns out, it's actually rather apt. Uh, the Gaelic word burn refers to a stream, and the wolf burn is the water source. It's not only used for the original distillery, but also used for the one today as well. Now, also a fun note, and I do like this, the logo for wolf burn, which I am actually wearing on a t-shirt right now. Uh, every time I see that, it's looked like a um, bison. It's a wolf. Yeah, but it's got the back of a bison. Mm, but the logo... Um, was taken from Conrad let's get this right, Conrad Conrad Gessner's sixteenth century work, The History of Four Legged Beasts and Serpents. Now I don't know if that means that there are four legged serpents as well. Conrad Gessner's is the best thing. I'm just gonna I don't think it's on Amazon if that's what you're gonna check. <laughs> Conrad Gessner. Can we have the Kindle version? Who is a Swiss physician? Insectorium. That sounds like a horror Historia film. Historia Animalium. Bibliotheca Universalis. Donde esta la biblioteca? <laughs> He's from Switzerland, not Spain. <laughs> it could have been the Spanish audiobook. 
So this book, apparently, uh, there was supposed to be a supernatural relative to the native wolves um, that were a common sight in Scotland, and apparently it was called the Sea Wolf. Yes, I'm feeling an awesome D&D creature coming along. There were mer-wolves? Apparently so, yeah. Well, if you think about it, if there's mer-people, you have to have mer-wolves. It wouldn't make sense otherwise. I mean, life is much better down where it's wetter, under, under the, the sea. sea. Yeah, apparently the sea wolf was a supernatural creature that was believed to be good luck, believed to bring good luck or fortune to those who see it, which, when you think about it, wolves aren't really considered often as good luck. So I always think that's, I do think that's a bit of an interesting one. I think wolves are cool. So, sea wolves, apparently, not that they were a thing, but they were a thing. And they're not to be confused with the airwolves, which was a funny <laughs> but also cheesy action show in the 80s. <laughs> Airwolf. Um, oh, really? Oh yeah, Airwolf is. You want to see the? I'm sure it's on YouTube. The um, like the theme, the theme song to Airwolf kind of just like sets you in the mood for it. I'm picturing like a GI Joe situation. Well, no. <laughs> Biker mice from Mars. No, I mean it was um, it was like actual live action, oh. not animated. Wow, I didn't expect that. Yeah, Airwolf. It was about a helicopter, I think. Ah, less interesting. Or like a team, rather. Not 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 the helicopter. The, I think the helicopter was called Airwolf or something. I was hoping it's a while it was literally going to be a group of wolves that were like special agents. And they each got a ring. Wings. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they formed one super Airwolf. Now back to the more present day. Um, as I said, planning began in 2011, and in 2012, the distillery was completed after just six months, which is pretty unheard of. It's, it's quite a quite a feat to get a distillery built in six months and all the equipment in place. But more importantly, when you think about it, back in 2012, a certain calendar was set to run out, and half the world, it seemed, was convinced this was going to be an apocalyptic doomsday kind of scenario. So the Mayan one? Yeah. <laughs> The whole, like, oh my god, the, the calendar's over, 2012 yeah, the end of the world. Yeah, like, how many apocalypses have we had now? And now we're just, like, slowly going through one, let's be honest. However, fortunately, the world didn't end, and which is a good thing, because places like Wolfburn were able to set up. What if it did, and we're in the Matrix? Oh, the, the graphics are too rubbish to be in the Matrix. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe we just need glasses, though. Oh, it's because we didn't pay premium. You got to subscribe for, like, the good graphics. <laughs> you get pop-up ads just yeah. <laughs> The distillery is equipped using stills from Forsyths, um, which is how I've settled on pronouncing their name. Forsyths? Yeah. Is that like Versailles? Now, these legendary figures in the industry not only built the stills, but the entire distillery itself, making sure it ran to a far more modern and efficient standard than some of the old distilleries we see today. Distilling first took place on the 25th of January 2013, which is a very important Scottish date. Do you know what it is? Shane Frazier. No. I deliberately didn't type it in. Glenn Flatlass. No. Glevelin. Calvin. Uh, 25th of January 2013, like that date. Well, 25th itself. of January every year. Um, Something to do with a saint, if it's Scotland, I don't know. It's Burns Night. Oh, it's that the one? Poet. So yes, the 25th of January is Burns Night, which is a very important um, day for Scotland, and uh, celebrated all across the world, actually. However... The fact that they ran their first spirit on there is just like a nice little fact. Uh, the Boy. master distiller at the time was Shane Fraser, who uh, previously worked for Glen Farkless, not whatever you pronounced. And uh, they also have Ian Kerr, who worked at Glen Livet previously as well. So they have some very, um, very, very clever people. The distillery runs longer fermentation times, actually, which gives them far more kind of fruity floral flavours for their for their end product. And they run the stills hot, meaning that you get a lot less reflux during the distillation, a lot more of those impurities can get through. Because the faster you, and the hotter you run those stills, the more liquid can, can get past the lun arms. So does their whiskey have bits in them? No, it doesn't have bits in them. Okay, it's got no pulp. It's, it's pulp-free. Thank God. I'm amazed you can handle pulp whiskey because you hate pulp orange juice. I hate pulp fiction as well. 
<laughs> you do hate Pulp Fiction, actually, yeah. I, I came to that film far too late. I didn't see what everyone's well, addiction the, the, to that was. The problem with cult classics is you really got to get in the Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, you know, you got to be there. It's, it's, it is. It's a pyramid scheme. You're either on the ground floor and you're there or you're not. Because if you get into cult classics late, you're like, I don't see what the hullapalooza is. It's like, well, that's the point. There isn't a hullapalooza. That's why it's classed as a cult classic. <laughs> um, the distillery currently has four Dunnage warehouses. Do you know what Dunnage warehouse is? That of interest? I know um, we've talked about them before. I can't remember if you even remembered them, though. Oh, a warehouse in the borough of Dunwich? No, but the borough of Dunwich, again, we're on some great D&D naming things right now. Dunwich feels like a place, you sure it's not? Dunwich warehouses are the old style of warehouses where it's an earthen floor, you have the, the casks racked only so high. It's, it's not a very efficient way of... Um, maturing your whiskey because obviously if you get the more kind of pallet stacked systems it's far better for getting casks in there however dungeon warehouses often are arguably far more um influential on, on the uh, maturation so it's one of those things it's you know the old ways not the most efficient but often give you the best flavors in some people's opinions i have to agree dungeon warehouse whiskey's pretty good and also i love walking into dungeon warehouse because it just smells of old museum no, kind of though. Yeah, I, I mean, old museum. Um, the London Underground, but particularly the like Victoria Line. <laughs> I, I couldn't comment on that one. The, honestly, the Victoria Line smells so much like old museum. I try not to breathe on the London Underground. You know what, that's fair. <laughs> no matter what line I'm on, I try not to breathe on it. Uh, I actually walk on with a scuba tank. <laughs> <laughs> but Dunnage Warehouses, they smell a little... Uh, they, they smell a little musty, I suppose, is the best word. It's like yeah. old old oak and a bit of damp like, there. Eat their way through some copper. You could have gone with the casks and you decided to go with copper? Well, I why is they the might, copper? Why I is think, the copper in Well, this? I figure they might actually succeed in the casks, but because I don't like moths, I wanted them to <laughs> die. <laughs> <laughs> this is one this one moth like away from its moth family like chewing on copper I, guys I'm telling you this yeah, is the place I'm you, man once I get through that's where it all is there's so many good old coats in here <laughs> why would they why would they have such an impenetrable surface if you ain't gonna put the good stuff in there <laughs> and then like a little <laughs> <laughs> uh, the distillery has f- four Dunnage warehouses um, and they also hand bottle their products four at a time so they um they have four arms i know that's what i'm freaked out at i'm like do you, do you is it a requirement that you only hire people with four arms or do you give them two extra arms do the arms grow as exposure to your spirit i don't maybe know maybe it's highly irradiated maybe um, like yeah you get radiation poisoning but look how cool i am with all these arms <laughs> do you ever find yourself like you know when you have to take two trips for shopping Ugh, i don't <laughs> irradiation it's cool <laughs> 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 Sometimes a Geiger counting click and gets annoying, but you get used to it. I mean, sure, they might use a piece of equipment that allows you to bottle four at a time, or do they have four arms? They have four no, arms. No, think about it. Maybe it's eight arms. You'd need two arms, really. One to hold and one to screw the lid on. Well, put the cork in. Well, I was thinking it was like a two-person thing so they don't oh, get lonely. Oh, yeah. You know, like the buddy system? Yeah, maybe. That way if one dies from radiation, which they probably will within, like, two to three years. Ah, yes, Wolfburn. The life expectancy may not be great, but by God, do you get double the arms. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I honestly like worth it, isn't it? But then, oh my gosh. Double the hugs you can't receive. Think about... <laughs> <laughs> think about, like, what, what if you go shopping and you see a really cool coat and it's like, oh, it's designed for two-armed people. Maybe the distillery has its own special outlet. 
Okay, okay. Fashion with forearms in mind. Oh, yeah. You know what? Maybe I'll design stuff for forearm people. It'd be a really niche market. But I feel like once it gets out... Yep. So, the sad thing is, when I was writing this up, I actually made the same goof in my head before you made that reaction. Wow. We spent too much time together. I know. I knew, I already knew that this was how this conversation was going to go. The important thing about this is, because they, they hand-bottle their products. I mean, yeah, that's a, an ice little section, but also, importantly, they're effectively bottling their own products, which gives them complete control over every aspect over every aspect of their production after sourcing the barley. Uh, currently, the distillery runs at 120,000 litres a year. But, I mean, it's not the hugest amount, but it's still a fair amount that they're doing to say how uh, relatively young they are. And Wolfburn has a strong international presence as well, actually, with a very big following in Germany. And the distillery also will not sell their spirit to independent bottlers because they want to maintain <laughs> the Wolfburn profile. They will not sell their spirit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, you can't buy it. <laughs> no, they won't let independent bottlers buy their spirit from them. They will only allow it to be sold by them. They've done, like, special bottlings in the past for people, but they're still the ones that uh, have the final say on it kind of thing. They they want to keep that Wolfburn profile so that every time you see a bottle with their name on it, you know what to expect. It's that consistency that they want and that kind of brand recognition, um, which is really impressive to say that you know, a lot of small distilleries and, and younger distilleries, you know, they, they will often sell uh, their spirit off um, because it's, it's great cash flow for them. They aren't willing to compromise on that. And this is one of their aspects that you'll see throughout the, the distillery's process. They will not compromise on their quality. Production is split so that 10 months of the year they produce unpeated spirit and and for two, the final two months, they actually peat at 10 parts per million. So it's, it's kind of a, a light peating. I mean, Talisk is about 12 parts per million, as is Ben Romack. And Tomatin's Kubokan series, that's about 12 parts per million. So 10 parts per million is that lighter peaty style. Their first expression that we're going to talk about is Northland. It was released in 2016. And Northland is bottled at 46% ABV, which is the strength the distillery will not bottle below. Now, this is a, a common fact that you find with a lot of distilleries. 46 is a very nice bottling number. You don't need to chill filter your whiskey at 46%. You get a lot more cask flavor coming through. You have 6% more than other distilleries. That's pretty cool. Nice. <laughs> hey, that 6% can make all the difference. The distillery will not bottle below 46%. And this is going back to that flavor versus yield debate. Sure, if you lower your bottling strength to 43, 40, 41, whatever you want to choose, you'll get more bottles, but you are starting to sacrifice that cask flavor that you're getting. And um, so places, like I say, Wolfburn do it. Oh, the people were reviewing, yes, uh, not yesterday, the people were reviewing last time, all that month ago, Filey Bay. Oh. They bottle at 46%. Um, Springbank, they bottle at 46%. Now, one of the important things is Northland is, uh, the barley is unpeated. They don't color or chill filter. However, for the maturation, they use some quarter casks that previously held Petered whiskey from Isla. Whoa. So, Hot twist. if you remember, also going back to our last episode, we talked about Filey Bay's petered cask release, which they didn't peat the barley, but they, they used casks that previously held peaty whiskey, and so you impart these flavors without overpowering your spirit too much. And this is the, a similar principle. However, they're using quartz casks as well in this case, so you get a lovely great depth of flavor because there's a lot more intense wood contact from a quartz cask. It's a lot smaller, about well, roughly a quarter the size of a cask. <laughs> Some might say that. Some might say that. <laughs> Which, when you think about it, is half a half cask. I would I would argue that four quarter casks would make a whole. I don't know. But only five if... quarter casks wouldn't make a whole. Well, was, was the fifth quarter cask love? Yeah, the fifth quarter cask was inside his all lung. 
I thought so, yeah. Okay, next up we have Morven. Is named after the highest peak in Caithness, which is the area near the distillery, and is also Europe's largest peat bog. Peat bogs are very important to the world, actually. I know, but they don't sound nice. Well, neither does... Kale. Who am I saying? Kale sounds pretty fun, actually. Kale's fun. It's a pretty cool name. What was I watching where it was on about, like, peat bogs? But it wasn't to do with whiskey. Was it to do with gardening? Mm. And compost? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a very big thing at the moment. The compost industry is ruined, well, it's just, uh, destroying the peat bogs at the moment. And peat bogs are actually very, very important to the, to the whole, like, you know, ecosystem. I was trying to figure out if one of my plants needed peat or peat-free. Always go peat-free. Well, if whiskey uses peat, then surely whiskey's killing the world too. Not in the quantity that the garden centres are. Or, the, or big compost, anyway. Big compost big, big is... Big compost is coming for you. You actually find out Big Compost is owned by Nestle. <gasps> Wait, you'd be surprised. This is compost like a Nesquik powder. It's like a little oh, sachet. Dear. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, the area around Caithness is actually very flat. Um, <gasps> flat earth proof. Well, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, it makes total sense that this one area represents the whole world. Um, but Kate, um, Morvan um, is this peak, and it's what the, the whiskey's named after. Also, in homage of this namesake, they've also used peated malt. They mature it in second fill uh, quarter casks again, and they use first fill ex-bourbon casks before marrying it together in 50-50 ratio. Morvan gives you more of a kind of vanilla note to it and a wonderful hint of peat without allowing it to dominate the fruity flavours. I find anyway. I, I actually really like Morven. Mind you, I like most whiskies as I've said before. Langskip. Matured in first fill American oak casks, ex-bourbon casks. It is also their cask strength release to the range. And cask strength um, always gives you the full distillery experience, effectively. It's it's always a balancing act, like I say, when it comes to bottling strength. But a cask strength whiskey has had no water added to it, bringing to uh, which would effectively bring down and... Uh, well, water down some of those flavours. However, when I drink cast strength whiskies, I also add water, so it's kind of swings and roundabouts. Adding the water gives you new flavours that the alcohol would have hidden, but you also get to, um, you also run the risk of diluting others if you're not careful. It really is uh, quite a difficult thing. But I was actually having this conversation with someone the other day. Cast strength whiskies are a great way because although there's a lot of alcohol there, if you if you just find the right balance, you do get to have a far more intense kind of uh, flavour uh, available to you. It's also... Arguably, cast strength whiskies should, in theory, last you longer because there's more alcohol in there. Next, we're on to 204, which is their latest small batch release. Um, but this isn't part of their, their their main core range. The small batch release they do one a year, and um, you see, it changed bottles to bells. I'm not even correct. Say bells. Five thousand bells of it isn't an Animal Crossing release, right? That's what's weird. Like that's not Tom even the record spelling of bells. Out. What is it doing? But yeah. The 204 is limited to 5,000 bottles which are available worldwide, um, although some of them are probably sold by now, to say the least. The naming refers to, um, when it comes to their small batch, the first number is the um, uh, the warehouse where they got the casks from. So this is from number two warehouse. And the 04 refers to the row in which the casks sat. So this is warehouse two, row four, effectively, 204. I hope they had comfortable chairs. Oh, yeah, they do. They have um, posture corrected. they got lumbar support. Um, oh, I need to get a lumbar support chair. Yeah, you do. In this case, uh, the, the casks have actually been finished. The whiskey, rather, has been actually finished in ex-Madeira wine cask, which is a lovely, sweet dessert wine. Almost. It's really lovely Madeira wine. Um, and, and Madeira wine cask finished whiskey is great. I love it. And also, a, a little fact to be known about the small batch releases is that they're always named after alum- <laughs> aluminium, ammunition calibers, um, because ex-Marines work in the warehouses at Wolfburn, and they have a little bit of a fun naming system there. You know, the people in the warehouses, they actually get a say in the whiskey production as well, as opposed to just, like, the higher-ups. 
But only the ex-marines get a yeah, say. Yeah, you know, you gotta, I think you got to be a four-armed ex-marines worker at Wolfburn. Maybe the sea wolf grants them their extra world. <gasps> they have the a sea wolf. wolf at night. It makes so much sense comes now. Out, and if if you are worthy, it parts like two extra arms onto you, and it's like wedgie gathers. Maybe and the sea wolf is like, don't worry about it, bro. No, maybe, maybe they're sea werewolves or were sea wolves. May- wait, maybe they're the sea wolves. Mm. Now we're on to something. Wolfburn, we have revealed your secrets. Oh, we're on to you. Layers within layers. I'm going to send out an email and tell them I know the truth. Conspiracy, thy name is Wolfburn. We'll get an email later. <laughs> no, no, we won't. We'll, we'll just get like a, a bottle, an empty bottle of Wolfburn. We'll arrive at the door and it just has a, a note inside and it says, leave it alone. It's like a red <laughs> carnation on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you have been warned. <laughs> uh, wait, no, it opens and then like a bit of water comes out and the wolf's face then it's like, don't look any further. The problem is, <laughs> is that with these theories that are so accurate is that no one's ever going to believe us. Oh, I'm so worried now because I really want to visit Wolfburn, but I might be on their hit list now. Yeah, no, don't do it. Don't do it. You have to be of a fake name, have a fake mustache. A oh, fake I mean, I, I always go in a fake mustache anyway. Uh, so anyway, finally, on to Aurora. Aurora which Borealis. is the one that we're tasting, Aurora, which I let you Aurora choose. Aurora the Disney princess. Aurora my friend's child. <laughs> Aurora is actually named after Aurora Borealis because you can see the Aurora Borealis from the distillery. No way, really? Yeah, it's that far north. Seriously. Like, when you look at a map of Scotland, if you look at the very, like, northerly parts of, of the mainland without going to the islands, that's where Wolfburn is. It's really Whoa. high up. Um, they have the title of the most northerly distillery in the mainland, previously held by Old Portley and Wick. However, a new distillery is being built, and they will have the title after them. Whilst you're nosing this, I will just uh, say what about Aurora. It is non-peated. They use sherry. Did you did you read? No. <laughs> they use twenty percent. Uh, sorry, eighty percent of it is first fill American oak bourbon casks, and the uh, t- remaining twenty percent is second fill Oloroso sherry hogsheads. <gasps> which holds 230 litres to a hogshead because it's a smaller cask which gives you more intense flavours. They marry together after the maturation and it is bottled at 46%. And again, doesn't like the abbreviation bottled. This time it became bled. Maybe loose sawdust. <laughs> loose. Not not that packed sawdust. You can tell loose. the difference between loose and packed sawdust. So, nosing it, there's a wonderful sweetness to it. Um, there's also a lot of pepper on the nose. That's a sawdust. That's, that's the, the actually, sawdust. That, yeah, okay, yeah. That's that kind of oaky, peppery side that you can pick up with a sawdust. I'll give you that. Okay, yeah. Uh, lemon. <laughs> like, I was like, that's the sawdust. <laughs> Absolutely crack. It's a little citrusy as well, actually. No. It could have been the lemon fresh pledge. <laughs> Did you clean that? I know <laughs> oh, that's just a lime uh, anti-back I sprayed everywhere earlier. Well, I told you about that time when I did that. I yeah, grabbed yeah, a did, yeah. piece of kitchen towel and realized it was lemon scented and like just... <laughs> I was like, why do I just smell lemons? But yeah, this is this is really nice. I mean, uh, to be fair, I do like Wolfburn's whiskeys. They are great. And um, I was kind of happy that you picked Aurora because I like sherry cask whiskeys anyway. I don't even Although know. I have to admit, the 204 is spectacular. I don't even know what the other ones on the list were because I was kind of drawn You just in. saw Aurora. Well, the other ones on the list are the ones we just talked about, funnily enough. Oh, no, I didn't actually expect that to happen. <laughs> yeah, like literally, we could have tried any one of these. I'm glad I went with Aurora. Now, you can tell it's bottled quite high. That 46%, it does come through on the nose, actually. Now, on the taste, there's a, there's a nice big-body mouthfeel to it. It's got a lovely oiliness to the spirit, actually. Now, there's almost, like I say, there's a lot of that pepperiness. There's almost a, a like a, a herbly note to it as well. What herb? Um, 
I'm not going to say so because I'd embarrass myself. Like, I think if I was having the mixed herb, it's probably in there somewhere, but I couldn't tell you which one of the mixed herbs. Well, the Italian, <laughs> Italian mixed herbs. Um, the finish is quite short to medium, I'd say. It hasn't quite got uh, that much of a length to it, but when you think about how the distillery is going, the, the cask influence, yeah, it won't have played that much of a role in the long term of things. So it's really nice balanced whiskey for the age, I have to say. Again, what I call summer whiskey is that light style of things. Yeah, I, I really do like Aurora, actually. Well, good. Like I say, my favourite one at the moment is the 204, because I I am a sucker for Madeira cast, as much as I love Sherry oh, cast whiskey. Oh, I just realised what it's reminding me of, that 505 song by Arctic Monkeys. So, I think we will move on to five things you've learned. Five things I've learned. Uh, Burns did that New Year song. It's so sad that you learned that right now. <laughs> um... Numbers, suspicious. Water wolves. No, sea wolves. Sea wolves and their dark machinations. Uh, wolf burn now is a hit on out, out on us. <laughs> That's not a fact yet. <laughs> we know. <laughs> keep wolf burn weird. Keep keep wolf burn weird. I would I would have that as a patch on my jacket. <laughs> Undoubtedly, right next to like my bigfoot one. Um, I think you're on two facts so far, by the way. All right, fine. Um, William Smith founded it. How did you draw that name? That's his name. I know, but how did you just pluck that one out of the... thought of the worst alias ever. <laughs> um, uh, he founded the original distillery, the not the new one. The image is from a, a, a Swedish um, dude. Can't remember what he called it, can Something you? with a C. And he did, like, Insectus Borealis. Something. Anyway. What was the book that he wrote that this is from? Um... I can't remember the book, but it's definitely right. Conrad Gessner. So you got the C. It was the history of four-legged beasts and serpents. That's it, And a four-legged serpent, as you all know, is a dragon. You have more facts to go. I only have one left. There's only one fact left in the entire history of this. 2006. Oh, 2016, I might have been thinking of. I mean, considering it was founded in 2011, I'm trying to see why you'd got... Yeah, I was thinking 2016. 2016. Okay, okay, okay. 2016! Um, you had me wondering. I was like, what was going on in 2006? Because it all started in 2011. They can see the Aurora Borealis from their work. Ooh, ex-Marines. Do what? Name things. Uh, their small batch releases are always named after aren't That's I, like six facts. Calibers. I'm in a surplus. I'm not doing them next time. Well, this has been Cascades. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe on whichever podcasting platform you use. It really does help us, and more importantly, it may lead others to listening in and discovering this show. If you're Wolfburn, we take it all back. We don't know your secret. Maybe we should have a hashtag go in. Hashtag, hashtag save Wolfburn. <laughs> Save us from Wolfburn. Hashtag save us from Wolfburn. That's a little long for a hashtag. Hashtag Wolfburn Truth. You can also visit our website or send us an email if you have any questions. The links are within the description below. We'd also like to thank Adrian and Alison of the We Dram Whiskey Shop. They have whiskies. You can visit their website, www.wedram.co.uk. They sell whiskey and some gin. Not just whiskey, they sell gin. And as always, we'll leave you with this one editing goof. It's okay, I'll sit on your shoulders and we'll have a really long mm-hmm. trench coat. We'll just be a really tall person. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. We're, we're only both over 5'10". But if, five, if, you're, ten. if you're the head person, that means you'd have to try the... Well, business. the problem is, I, no, I'd just be like, I'd like to put it straight mm-hmm. into my tummy. I have a very unique style. Excuse me, whilst I just attach... Well, I, I have a belly be... button attachment that takes my whiskers for me. <laughs> I can't be the leg person. You weigh twice as much as me. Yeah, but that's all muscle. Uh... Yeah, I guess <laughs>